0: PFG Private Wealth Management LLC is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. The topics and information discussed during this podcast are not intended to provide tax or legal advice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed on this podcast. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. Insurance products and services are offered and sold through individually
1: licensed and appointed insurance agents. The rules of retirement have changed. No longer can most of us rely on Social Security or a single pension to fund our futures. We're living longer and retirement doesn't just last a handful of years anymore. Instead, you might stay retired for 20 or 30 years and maybe even more. We need to look at retirement through a new lens, with fresh eyes, with a new approach and plan of attack. Here to answer the call are financial advisors, John Texera and Nick McDevitt of PFG Private Wealth Management, serving you throughout the Tampa Bay area. This podcast is Retirement Planning Redefined, and it starts right now. Welcome into the
0: podcast. It's Retirement Planning Redefined with John and Nick, and it's pop quiz time. We're going to have a little fun here with a retirement pop quiz. And don't worry, it's only five questions and it's multiple choice. We make this pretty easy. Uh, guys, do you, did you enjoy pop quizzes? When you hear that phrase, do you automatically get filled with dread or uh, or with joy? Nick, I'll start with you. How you doing, buddy? What's going on?
2: Oh, pretty good. Uh, fortunately, I was a pretty good test taker, so never bothered me that much. Okay. but So I look out that way, but I, I know a lot of people dread it.
0: Oh, for sure. Uh, Well, you know what? You are the first person, congratulations, that I've talked to when i have done the pop quiz that have said, all right, let's do it. (laughs) I have no problems (laughs) with that. I don't know if I'd go that far, but Uh, yeah, at
2: least least not uh, depressed. Not
0: depressed. Okay, John, what's going on, my friend? How you doing?
2: Ah, doing doing all right. Um, yeah. I was in between. It depended
1: on the class, you know. Okay, it, uh, it was okay. something I enjoyed. Yeah. It was uh, you know let's 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 roll. If it was something I dreaded, I was right. like,
0: Oh man, I think that's fair. I think. Well, gotta, this
1: gonna gonna throw this at me right now.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. But you know, this should be pretty easy because this is right up your guys' alley, obviously, right? Yeah. So this is retirement planning pop quiz. So folks can play along with us uh, here, you know. I'm going to basically give you guys the question, give you the multiple choice answer, uh, let you give us the best answer from the choices, and then if you'd like to elaborate on, you know, something different or why it's none of them are a good idea, you know, feel free to do that as well. And uh, I, I can never think, I can never hear pop quiz anymore without thinking of the movie Speed from the '90s. Now I only hear the <laughs> Dennis Hopper going pop quiz, you know punk
2: <laughs> great movie you, you know
1: I, that was just on tv the other day i i was uh, scrolling and i saw yeah. it and i'm like oh man this and like nick just said this is a really good movie it's a remote so, uh, dropper yeah yeah
0: yeah you'll drop the remote and watch it so so pop quiz uh for the guys here let's see how we do um this is kind of just a retirement pop quiz just five basic questions to check your preparedness or what you might have done and see if we should do things differently or whatever uh, so, number one, I'll give this one to you, John. At what age should people start saving for retirement? A, when they begin working, B, after they buy their first home, or C, once they've paid off all their debt? I'm
1: going to have to go with A, when you begin working. Um, you know, everyone probably has a, a different situation, but um, I'll say that as soon as you start making income, it's good to start uh, saving towards retirement um, or saving in general. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'll use a, uh, one of my clients as an example. Started out young, I think, started with me when he was 24. And a big question was, hey, you know, I'm making money, what should I do? And we just started overfunding his retirement accounts. And, uh, you know, seven, eight years later, life happened, uh, you know, two or three kids, you know, sure. bought a house, all this stuff. And, you know, with all the expenses, you can't save as much. But he's built up such a nice nest egg from his 20s that he's really in, in an excellent spot. So we just really started out strong. And that's uh, a you good know, idea. Uh, yeah. You know everyone's seen those charts where you know the sooner you start the more you have at the end but you yeah. know there's a lot of truth to that so i i would say as as soon as you start an income and have some money, I would, I would definitely sock it away because you don't know what the future is yeah. going to hold.
0: Now that's a great idea because then when you do, when life does happen, which I was thinking about that, with the home thing, uh, you know, it gets tougher. So then, if he's only able to put just a little bit away, you know, from time to time or on each paycheck or whatever from the job, getting the match or whatever, then you know you're already up on the game a little bit. So I like that, Nick. Any uh, anyone chime in at all?
2: Yeah, I think the answer is just you know yes. As soon as you can start saving uh you should even you know and i know it's something that's talked about a lot but even if you can just save up to the match and you know kind of get some free money from your employer right um the sooner because it's more about habits than necessarily the amount and just kind of getting used to you know, creating smart habits is is really a positive that's, thing that lasts a long good. time.
0: Yeah, that's a good point too. And let's be honest. See, come on. When you paid off all your debts, does that ever happen? Like we'd always be chasing something, right? Somewhere through yeah, life, always something. Yeah. Well, I'll do it after I this, or I'll do it after I that, right? So you don't want to go that route. All right, Nick. I'll give you this one here. Number two. Which of these is the best estimate? Of how much income you'll need in retirement: A, fifty percent of your income, current income; uh, B, eighty-five percent of your current income; C, a hundred percent of your current inco- income; or D, none of
2: the above. This is one of those questions that I'll probably annoy people with uh, on the <laughs> answers. There should maybe be like uh, another option that lets you pick multiples. So the key kind of word in this is need. Um, so in theory. 85% is probably that's the kind of what we hear, right? That's the yeah. term we hear. Yeah. But at the same time, um, from the standpoint of many people that we talk to, you know, they're looking to, especially after the massive, you know, market run that we've had over the last 10, to 12 years, even including this pullback recently, a lot of people have ended up with more money than they expected, and they're wanting to do things and travel and enjoy, and it becomes less about need. More about you know what actually do you want to do. So, I would say somewhere between eighty five and one hundred percent. You know, one other thing that we've seen for some people is, especially those that work at large employers. We've had a couple people pointed out recently in the last six months. You know, we've got some people that were used to paying a hundred to maybe two hundred dollars a month for health health insurance. Mm-hmm. You know, per person and now when when they see what they're going to pay you know with medicare and sort of sort of supplement things like that there's some expenses that maybe are higher than than what they expected so um i would say somewhere between that 85 and 100% is where a, a lot of people end up
0: yeah yeah i think we hear the 85 um uh, you know, John, I, I used to hear this comedian. It was a pretty funny way of looking at it. If you've ever been on puddle jumpers, right? Uh, any of us that have gotten on a plane where you go a little island hopping or whatever, they ask you, you know, how much you weigh, right? Because then they say, well, you go, well, why? And they go, well, because we want to know how much fuel to put in. And this guy goes, well, fill it up. Here's my gra- <laughs> here's my credit yeah. card, right? You know, put a, it's on me. I'll pay. Because um, the idea is so you don't want to just get sort of to retirement and then say, yeah. well, 85% is enough, you know, I would say one hundred percent is what a lot of people are hoping for because they typically don't want to go backwards in their lifestyle. Is that a fair assessment?
1: Yeah, I, I would say so. Um, you know the big thing that um you know typically where where I think most people assume eighty five percent is the mortgage might be gone or maybe you were, you know, saving 15% of your retirement account. So, you know, that's a that's right. a spending that's okay. gone. But I'm um, 100, you know, 100% is you want to maintain the lifestyle. But everyone, as Nick kind of stated earlier, everyone's different and everyone's situation is different. So, very important to. You know, do a plan and make sure that uh, you're living off the income you want to live off of yeah. versus just needing. So. what you need. Yeah. Okay.
0: Fair enough. All right, uh, John, back to you. And I'm kind of basically just going you know, back and forth with you guys a little bit yep. here. Number three, which of these do you find that retirees fear the most? Pretty, pretty easy one here, I think. A, not leaving enough to the kids. B, running out of money. Or C, nursing home care. John, what say you?
1: I'm going with uh, B, running out of money. That seems to be the biggest fear because, uh, you know, I think most people don't want to, uh, go back to work. And then we hear a lot of times where, you know, we're doing plans and it's, you know, Hey, I don't, I don't want to be a greeter at Walmart at some point. So, right. um, you know, let's make sure that, uh, you know, the, the plan solid. So, you know, wh- one thing to alleviate this fear when we're doing planning is, you know, we try to be conservative with the rate of return we're using the expenses to make sure, Hey, you know, it, it's better to err on the side of caution versus be aggressive with these things because, um, the last thing you want to do is is hit your mid-80s. And, uh, you know, (laughs) you're looking at your accounts and you're starting (laughs) to get a little nervous. Exactly,
0: exactly. And I think that's, everybody's going to say B, although Nick, C is right behind it for many people. I mean, like neck
2: and neck. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely, you know, in in theory, I think a lot of times uh, B and C, you know, C can lead to B, you know, realistically. In in other words, hey, is there going to be enough money left over for, me to have respectable care towards the end of my life, you know? So ultimately it ends up leading to, uh, you know, do I have the money, you know, sort of thing, or have I planned properly? And, you know, do I understand how that ties together? But yeah, I've got a few clients. Um, What I've seen that a little bit more too, is in uh, single clients that they're heavily focused on that, especially women often for the long-term care. You mean? yeah, Yeah, for sure. And you know, A lot of men like to use the line, just take me out back. And, and, you know, that, you know, that, (laughs) that that whole thing, Um, you know, hear that, hear that plenty as well. But there's so many people that uh, are living longer and it's, uh, I was just up north and we were kind of, I was talking with friends and kind of seeing some longtime friends and their parents that I haven't seen in a while. And, you know, there was a bunch of uh, friends whose parents still had one of their parents alive, usually the mom and they were all in their nineties and right. you know, still yep. doing pretty well. And, but the circle of, of care needed to, to help make sure that, that they maintain. And um, you know, my grandmother was with my parents and I know how, how difficult, you know, that is. And, it's a lot of work so that's definitely something that people uh, are concerned about
0: yeah it's got to be on the radar it's got to be part of the plan and if you plan right uh you should you know hopefully you won't have to worry about either one of those and then if there's something left over then you can do a as well and leave some money to the kids so it's all possible but it's got to have some strategizing going on there it's got to have some retirement planning Uh, redefined, if you will. All right. So let's see. Uh, Nick, back to you here for the lead answer. Number four, which of these examples best represents a diversified retirement plan? A, a mix of 60% stocks and 40% bonds. (laughs) B, three rental homes and a good amount of cash in the bank. So rental income uh, there. C, 10 to 12 different mutual funds or D, none of the above.
2: My answer is D none of the above. A lot of people, I think they think about like a 60 40 mix is
0: traditional, you know
2: right. uh, you know, a pretty traditional answer. Mm-hmm. but uh, in our minds, uh, this is the emphasis on on the plan. you know for example, I'll just use um, you know uh, two sets of family members. So you've got one set of family members where there's a pension involved. so that pension, you know between pension and social security live within their means. Expenses are covered. They never saved as much as maybe they would have if if they had had higher income and you know were able to save more. Um, and they're in a very comfortable position from a retirement standpoint. Whereas you know maybe another set of family members, a sibling, uh, earned more money over time, but also spent more money and don't have as many kind of income producing assets going into retirement. And there's a lot more stress there. And so you know really the the plan is a function the from a diversified plan standpoint it really ends up being a function of people's risk tolerance and how much sort of risk they're willing to take you can tell somebody that hey a 60 40 mix of stocked bonds you know is great till you're blue in the face but if they don't have market tolerance then it's right. never going to work yeah and so you know you have to adapt and adjust and that's our job as advisors
0: yeah and john typically those 10 to 12 different mutual funds they're probably large cap Right, so there's probably yep. a ton of overlap in there, and 40% in bonds. I mean, the bonds aren't doing so great, you know.
1: Yeah, I think uh, you know to, to kind of back what Nick's saying here. When you look at what's going on today in in this market year to date, with the you know, equity stocks being down, and then uh, rates rates going up, which in turn fixed income markets are down. So both of those at, at this point in time are you know down 10 plus percent. So that's not a very good. Uh, yeah. Diversified uh, strategy for for this period.
0: Yeah, sixty forty is that traditional portfolio split, and it, and it's you know it's had its place. It had its place for a long time, but it just doesn't seem to be the case for many people. More and more people uh, right now. So it's always best again to get it kind of customized. So yeah, I would say that none of the above. Uh, or or at least maybe a little bit of each of these three <laughs> kind sure. of sprinkled in was is more diversified than just one of them. All right, last question. John, we'll lead off with you here to make sure you do not run out of money in retirement. Only withdraw blank percent from your portfolio each year. A, 1%, B, 4%, C, 6%, or D, just find a different strategy altogether.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with D on this. The rule of thumb typically we hear is 4%, but I'm I'm going to I'm going to say uh, this is one you definitely don't want to live by the rule of thumb and you want to customize a plan to yourself because uh, everyone's going to be different. And um, if you just live by a rule of thumb on this one, there's a good chance that you're going to hit that uh, fear of most retirees and that's running out of money. Or if you're just doing 1%, you might not be living you know, to, to the <laughs> yeah. best of your ability. So right. you know, definitely here it's D and uh,
2: do a plan and figure out
1: what's your strategy.
2: Yeah.
0: Nick, do you concur with that one?
2: Yeah, I think an example, you know, from this is the last you know, really seven to ten years where a lot of people that, you know, were maybe risk averse avoided some of the market. And we know that it was very, very difficult to get any sort of return on, you know, conservative money. So whether it's cash in the bank, CDs, you know, right. bonds, those sorts of things. And so it made it difficult um, for people that you know were conservative to be able to sustain that sort of withdrawal rate and and really it kind of emphasize the importance of, you know, an over, having overall balance. But yeah, again, I, you know, one of the things that we tell people oftentimes is that, you know, one of the good things about kind of planning in the financial world is that there's something for everybody, you know, and that can be one of the bad things too, because it makes it hard to for people to navigate. But usually, you know, once you really kind of drill down and, and figure out what people are comfortable with, there's, you know, some sort of solution out there, or a combination of solutions to kind of get them to the point that they need to be and that's kind of the importance of planning.
0: Yeah, definitely. You know, and, and the 4% rule it was a fine rule of thumb for a while, maybe back of the napkin, but most of the time you'll hear people say it's more like maybe 2.9 or 3.1 and it's, so it's just better to find a specific strategy altogether versus relying on a general. Again, if you're out to dinner and you're just doing some quick math and you say, "Hey, you know, we'll use 4% or something like that." Maybe that's one thing, but really at the end of the day getting it dialed in for what you actually need to do, get a strategy, get a plan. Uh, and get started if you're not working with a qualified professional like the team at PFG Private Wealth. So reach out to John and Nick if you need some help and you're not already working with them and you're checking out the podcast. Uh, You can find them online at pfgprivatewealth.com. That's the website. A lot of good tools, tips, and resources. You can contact them that way. You can subscribe to the podcast. Uh, Whatever you'd like to do, find all the information again at pfgprivatewealth.com com or reach out to them at 813-286-7776. Guys, you did well. You passed. So thanks for hanging out and playing the game with us here on the show. And we'll see you next time on Retirement Planning Redefined with John and Nick.